Today I'm going to introduce three S's that we might wish. They are service, self-knowledge, and silence. You celebrated one form of service this morning as we installed incoming and recognized leaving members of shared ministry and associate programs. We appreciate all that they have done and all that they will do. The shared ministry and associate programs are foundation of South Church. Each person in these teams helps us to meet the mission at South Church. Now, following the murder of George Floyd, we are being called to another kind of service. Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., a leader, a prophet, a preacher, a social transformer, a pastor, wrote, a person has not begun to live until he can rise above the narrow confines of his own individual concerns to the broader concerns of all humanity. These words provide a foundation for the service we are being called to now. How do we rise above our self-centered concerns? How do we contribute to the betterment of humanity? These are questions that keep me up at night and also questions that get me going in the morning and why I am a Unitarian Universalist who is also an ordained minister. I believe a core message and mission of our Unitarian Universalism is to strengthen the interconnected web of existence, to struggle for and within the democratic process, and most of all, to side with others to be agents of transformation for a more just and equitable world. The murder of George Floyd is just one of thousands of deaths at the hands of the police. Already this year, there have been three police-related deaths of black people. Breonna Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, and George Floyd. His death was another lynching and is part of a long line of continued systemic actions that dehumanize and kill our black, brown, indigenous siblings. This mentality to destroy, to dehumanize those perceived as the other is not new but that recent murder has ignited a tinderbox of emotions, raw, traumatized, profoundly frustrating. We watched in horror the death of George Floyd and out came the rage, that dam broke, and demonstrations and vigils that became riots ensued. Enough, 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 enough. How and will it stop? That's my refrain. Former President Barack Obama, in response to the police issues and to the protest, wrote, the point of a protest is to raise public awareness, to put a spotlight on injustices, and to make the powers to be uncomfortable. He goes on further to say that after the protests are over, we must learn how to shift systems to vote in all elections, national and local, to organize for change and to connect to bring about transformation. I wanna urge you not to be sidetracked by the riots, the violence or the looting. Yes, it is scary and it is upsetting, but don't let that be a distraction from the real work 
the real service that can come out of protest. A commitment to real service can deepen our self-understanding and fill the spiritual needs that are so prevalent in our racially tense, racially charged, emotionally raw society. Now, I write the sermon before having the advantage of attending a Black Lives Matters protest scheduled for June 4th at Market Square. But I know that spiritual service, spiritual activism does involve protest. It is our nation's way, after all. It is part of our DNA. And this evening, I will be at the church helping to provide materials to make prayer flags. Thank you to Jen Daldeo and Kristen Hunter for this amazing creative way to bring healing to this time when we are called to contribute to the betterment of humanity. What does service as spiritual activism look like? Here are some, some suggestions from a blog titled Healing Collectively, a global blog. First and foremost, the author reminds us to support and build alliances with persons of color, organizations, individuals, and groups. We can be of service by being frontline protesters, but let's do it in solidarity by following the lead of people of color. Also, we can be of service by offering financial support as we are able. Within the UUA structure, both Black Lives of Unitarian Universalist, or BLUE, and DRUM, Diverse and Revolutionary Unitarian Universalist Ministries, are groups we can support. The spiritual service may also take the form of being healers and artists. And because we want to give you an opportunity to be a creative healer, we invite you to make a prayer flag to hang out in front of the church. Or you may find your way by writing a story, a poem, a sermon, an essay, or leading prayer circles, or creating music and song. Creative healing, creative arts fills our spiritual self and makes us able to be more fully able to live into that fullness of our being. Bridge building as service is something that we began to talk about last Sunday in social hour when a small group of us asked, who are the leaders of color in this area? And who do we need to make connections with so we can be lending a hand and contributing to the betterment of humanity? And if we are successful at bridge building, we will meet those author the, those that the author of the blog called amplifiers. These are the people who are the givers of correct and accurate information. These are the ones who provide us with inspiration. These are the ones we need to listen to. Barack Obama is one. And another voice I recently heard was Monica Cannon Grant. She is the CEO of Violence in Boston. And on Tuesday at a, process, at a protest, she said, today is about us coming together, a space for us, by us, created by us, to be able to yell and scream and hold people accountable, come together, mourn, and just turn up. Another question I've been asking myself as I think about service, self-knowledge, and silence is, what personal changes do I need to be engaged in 
to be of service during this time of outrage and upset. I've decided that I can be of service, we can be of service if we provide places to do what Monica Cannon Grant said was needed. I, I know it's scary and rioting leaves us puzzled and anxious, but it is up to us. And I know that my spiritual self will grow if I'm willing to provide a place and a space where fear and frustrations can be expressed. I mean, I understand we are frustrated, we are frightened. And the loss of lives during this pandemic, particularly to persons of color and the economically suffering has been too much. Enough, enough, enough. When will it stop? And in the midst of this, all it takes is a, a nudge or misspoken word or before we know it, chaos has ensued. It's uncomfortable, but it is all part of the process which hopefully leads to healing. And that is why I bring up the second S of living a spiritually rich life, self-knowledge. Who am I? What am I made of? What are my growing edges? What values do I have? What are my strengths, my qualities? Self-knowledge as a spiritual way, maybe even a spiritual practice can help us when we or the world we live in is in chaos. I ask myself and I ask you, what role do I play? What role can we play right now? The outrage I may be feeling or what we feel as white folks is not about us. I need to remember that it is generation upon generation of oppression which we are once again called to take notice of, if not some responsibility for, not individually, but collectively. And I encourage you, if you've not yet done so, to read Robin D'Angelo's book, White Fragility, and Ibram Kundi's How to Be an Anti-Racist. And there are many, many other books to recommend. However, I will add a caution. Read these books in pieces and find a dialogue partner as you go along. Gaining knowledge of self around issues of our white fragility is tough work. Being with others, working together, dreaming together, challenging together, creating together is easier when we are connected to others. And I know for me, it is often then that I can be coaxed or cajoled or called to do and become better. And we are being called to rise above our individual concerns today, right now, right now, to be of service and to address the concerns of all humanity. And that third S is silence. Not the complicit, uninvolved silence of privilege or of fear, but the need to silence our individual voices and mine and hear the formerly voiceless speak. Silence, to sit with the pain and the frustration and not run out with the do good for others action, our desire to rescue rather than partner with. And silence to confront our personal challenges, personal growing edges, and yes, our own personal fears and yearnings as we develop relationships of accountability, these can be shared. And what do I mean by that? What do I mean by that accountability? Well, I mean, 
I mean a silence that allows us to grow our self-understanding, a silence that allows us to be vulnerable and open, and a silence that allows us to become interconnected with others in meaningful ways, where we can hear where we have been part of the problem instead of part of the solution. And I would remind you that we have the privilege of being in silence with nature, which reminds us of the cycles of life and the ongoing rhythmic nature of being, of which we are just one small little part. Service, silence, and self-knowledge. My three S's, my three stepping stones to being both a better person and to being a better partner during this time. And three traits that I want to develop and become more aware of each day and practice as a spiritual practice so that I can live my life as a spiritual being who will embody our Unitarian Universalist values. The world desperately needs us to show up and stand by and be with others. May it be so.